Hello, welcome to Spotlight, an artistic oasis amidst the airwaves. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, Ireland Films in the Celtic Media Festival. Oh yes it is, oh no it isn't. An adult panto takes to the stage in Peel. And another chance to hear the wonderful Paul Costain winner of this year's Cleveland Medal. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in the spotlight, be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, adult, literary. Just email me, spotlight at maxradio.com, or if you prefer direct, Howard Kane with an E at maxradio.com. First off, however... We're heading back to Peel to hear more about the studio we were in last week for the ubiquitous art exhibition, Art Reach, a hidden gem opposite the house of Mananan. And I had a quick chat to one of the women behind it all. My name's Kate Jerry, and um, I uh, run a number of projects um, in Peel at Art Reach Studios. And we're at Art Reach today. We've just been looking at the UCM students busy, as you can hear in the background, setting up the ubiquitous exhibition coming up. The space is... I mean, I'd heard of it. I hadn't actually been here before. So is it used by sort of art groups and artists from around the island? Uh, so basically, the venue is run by myself and another artist called Colette Gamble, and we've been working um, in visual arts, well, all our lives, but we've been um, sort of building up this particular project over the last 12 years. And you were saying we were chatting before, you've actually got a background in theatre. I do have a background in theatre, yes. Uh, My first place was visual arts and I started as a student. Um, I worked um, at the Aldrich Theatre and also the National Theatre. So, yeah, I'm sort of on the technical side of things. So I'm used to, um, yeah, the putting in of shows and taking them out. So it's quite uh, normal for me, really, to have that kind of thing going on. And how did the concept for this uh, Unit 1, the uh, the Outreach project, come about? Um, so Artreach Studios actually started at, um, at Timwald Mills Isle Contemporary as a pop-up, uh, so it had other, a number of artists involved in that. Um, and then I got involved probably in 2011, 2012, and uh, we started off uh, running regular art, uh, visual art exhibitions there, events, and also the art workshops and art workshops for children and adults, that um, was the thing really that supported all the other um, events going on there. So it is busy, busy here today as we can hear. What's coming up for you after, obviously, this exhibition running basically for the next week? Um, Yeah, so mainly due to funding, uh, we've had to cut down the amount of of, um, actual exhibitions. So we are spending a little bit of time building up artisan events because it's a way that we can support other artists. so from the venue's point of view, it's not really commercially viable, but it's a way that we can, we can help with a small amount of our time. Uh, so we, our next artisan event um, is actually quite a new project. Uh, so it's called, well, the event itself is called Finders Keepers. We had the first one just before Christmas. And, uh, but actually, Finders Keepers is going to be an annual event held around this time of the year, so sort of late spring, early summer. So 15th of May, that is. Um, and then hopefully uh, we'll have another um, an artist exhibition coming up in September. 
And a good title, that sort of, is it suggestive of what's actually in it, Finders Keepers? Uh, yeah, so exactly. So hopefully every time we have the event, there'll be something slight, it'll be something slightly different. But really we're concentrating on high quality, fine arts, sort of the best art, artisan makers on the island, bringing those together as well with uh, sort of potentially food and drink and things like that. So sort of covering quite a lot of markets, hopefully. Um, but a good, again, a good opportunity. And also we always really like to support emerging artists as well so if there is any an emerging emerging artists out there would like an opportunity then they can get in touch great best way to get in touch with you yes to uh, if they can get in touch through actually not outreach studios but isle contemporary although we'll pick pick a message up there because all of the uh, sort of non-profit making events come through um, isle contemporary which is sort of a sister to outreach studios but slightly separate and I'm always amazed again, I'm also flirting around the, the uh, outskirts of the art scene on the Isle of Man, be it music or theatre or visual arts, whatever the case may be. The amount of talent and people we have here, sometimes I you know, go along to something and think, I've never seen or heard of this person before. And it's stunning, it's just amazing, these sort of people who are, I don't know, sort of not come out of the woodwork almost. You just wouldn't know, or a lot of people wouldn't know just how much talent there is here. Yes, there's, a, there's an extremely high amount of talent. Uh, I'd be very interested to know actually what the statistics are or the difference between the visual, you know, all the people working in the arts. Um, I'd say that's probably pretty equal visual artists with musicians and uh, performing arts. Uh, yeah, no, no, there's an incredible amount of talent. Great talking to you and uh, hopefully we'll be back here to uh, look at the next exhibition soon. Yes, you'll be very welcome to come along. Finders, keepers. Sounds good, doesn't it? The exhibition, 15th of May. You can find the details at Artreach Online. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. We all know the island punches above its weight in so many areas. Well, now there's more evidence where it needed as two short films from the island are nominated for the Celtic Media Festival in Brittany this June. It's a big old festival, some massive players there. One of the films... A short documentary produced by Culture Vannon. I had a chat with Culture Vannon's online and education resources officer, James Franklin, to find out more about the film and the festival itself. The Celtic Media Festival is a festival um, of the Celtic nations, funnily enough. And so it covers all the national broadcasters of England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Ireland, Brittany, etc. And the Isle of Man, of course. And each year they all come together and um, celebrate each other's works in things like radio, TV, um, uh, all these different sorts of categories within those. So how did this film come about? I know it's film Remembering the North Barul Air Crash 1945. Now it's something I think most people on the Isle of Man will have heard of, if not necessarily know a great deal about yeah, well, the quick story of it was that there, on the 23rd of April, the um, 1945, just about two weeks before the end of um, the war in Europe, um, a group of American servicemen were flying out for um, leave from their base in Essex across the Northern Ireland for just a break. And they were flying too low and they crashed into the side of North Barule and Mackled. And all 31 lives were lost. And since then, well, there were lots and lots of crashes back then, but this has proved itself to be the most, um, uh, the one which took most lives yeah. on the Isle of Man. And since then, it has been um, remembered each year. 
um, in particular by a fella named Mike Corlett, who back in the day was a laxy lad and he cycled out with his mates to look at the crash site. But it's left a, uh, a debt of remembering on him. And so these days he's still going up each year to raise the American flag on the side of North Verul to remember these lives lost. So this film sort of documents his journey, as it were. I mean, documents physically his journey, I think, up the hill to North Barule to go and plant the flag, but also perhaps his journey from being a young lad through to being a, a grown man now. It is the 76th anniversary. That's when we filmed it last year. It was the 76th anniversary, and Mike is still getting up there. And I think it's lovely to talk to him because we know well, you know, Remembrance Day and these sorts of institutionalised acts of remembering. But it's lovely to speak to someone who does it for himself as an act of honouring and an act of remembering. Because there's no connection between him and the people who died, but his sense of the need to remember these people is very, very touching and it's lovely to have had the opportunity to go up with him and to try and capture that. It was made by Brooke Wassell. Dark Avenue Film also have an excellent film in the Celtic Media Festival. There are two films from the Isle of Man this year, which is amazing. But this film was made by Brooke Wassell, who we've worked with before, and you perhaps might know his work, from, if not from his beautiful films, then from his beautiful night um, skyscapes, astrophotography. And um, Brooke jumped up the hill with his camera taking these pictures and he went away and constructed this beautiful visual poem as it were to this to this beautiful thing i think i'm not the only one who is um has a has a tear or two in my eye on on watching it and i was there helping to make it and it says a lot that that's the sort of power of this sort of filmmaking um and within the film there's some lovely stories about mike going up on the day in the past and feeling like these men were coming out of the mist, which is really kind of touching. And there's also a lovely story about a, a ring having been found at the site and how they managed to trace the person it came from and trace the family who was still in from this fella who lost his life in this crash. And it's an amazing story and it's very lovely that Brooke was able to work his magic to create a film which can mean so much on the Isle of Man and, of course, to the Americans and the American families still today. So it's wonderful to have this story documented in such a way, because as you say, in, in itself, you think it could just be a man going up a hill, but as you've uh, explained rather lovely there, it, it, there's so much more to it, it's so much more levels to it, the links with other families, the links with the, those lives that were lost, the links, I suppose, with the war, with the Isle of Man's position in the war and such like. Uh, it's got to be worth seeing. Can people see it generally? How can people see it? Yeah, it's all online. This was entered in a class for the short online films, as it were. And so this is available on the Culture Bannon website or on YouTube. And the festival itself, we should say, as, you, as we often say here on the island, I think we're punching well above our weight because we're up against competitors who are 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times our size. Yeah, it is quite... Uh, amazing to see not just us but dark avenue film as you say they're lovely the lost wife film competing alongside the national broadcasters of scotland and ireland and wales this is phenomenal stuff and you think of you know the media production going on in cardiff or up in scotland or in belfast or dublin it's phenomenal and here we are 
doing our little thing. You know, our afternoon up the hill with Brooke and his one little camera. It's it's amazing. And it's it's not so much... For me, Brooke has done an amazing thing and Culture Van and we're very proud to have this film there. But it's amazing that to remind ourselves that the Isle of Man has these amazing stories which are so special. And we have the talent like Brooke who are able to tell it in ways which the world will stop and listen to. And I think that's the other amazing thing which always really gets me about the Isle of Man. The things like, as you say, work through Brook, the things that Culture Vannon do. We were mentioning Ivor Ramsden, and again, I know it's associated with the uh, Manx uh, Military and uh, Aviation Museum, I think. These stories which keep appearing, you know, stories from sometimes, as you say, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, are sort of suddenly unearthed. And sometimes it's a wonderful story to be told, and it's never really been told in all those times. Yes, it's lovely to work with people like Ivor Ramsden and the Manx Aviation and Military Museum and also the Mackold Parish Social Club who brought this one to our attention. But all of these sorts of stories are all over the Isle of Man and there's so many people doing such good work to remember, to tell and to create these sorts of stories and it's lovely to work with these sorts of people. So the festival itself, when will it be held and uh, when will we know how we get on, I suppose? It's early June and of course, it's, it, it travels around the different Celtic nations each year. This year, it's in Brittany, in Kemper, and um, we'll find out then. Excellent. You going to go? Um, I don't know yet, but I might be packing my shorts soon. <laughs> and you can see that Barul short film entry on the Culture Vannon website. It's terrific. Or you can go to YouTube. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, if you're of a delicate disposition, you may wish to turn the volume down now as I drop into rehearsals for a panto. Not that risky, you would think, uh, but this is an adult panto. You've been warned. I am a lass. I don't want to die at sea. I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my dear old daddy. And here we are down at the Peel Centenary Centre, a lively rehearsal going on. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe it. Lively. Tell us what's uh, being rehearsed as we speak. Well, we like to put a lot of energy into our performances, but this is the rehearsal for the adult pantomime for Peel uh, Looney Pants, which is uh, Big Dick Whittington. Okay, so the... Uh, I didn't crack a smile. <laughs> I didn't crack a smile, and yet you have gone to pieces already, Mr Kane. Well, yeah, it's, so the clue's in the name there, I think, isn't it? Adult pantomime. Yeah, this is for the broad-minded. Oh, yes, it is. And this is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> So it's going. So people always think Panto is Christmas. This is going out. What? Uh, when's it starting? Uh, we've got May the thirteenth and fourteenth, and we're at the Peel Centenary Centre. There are some tickets left. Uh, shameless pun. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're putting it over on two nights. Uh, we've uh, sold quite a few tickets so far, but there are still some available. And it's not the first adult Panto. No, we ran one last year and it was very successful. Uh, to be honest, most of the fun is actually in the rehearsals. <laughs> is it just an excuse to get up on stage with a group of friends and swear a lot? I, d I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no, I, no, I, no semblance of where you're going with that question. It's a very leading question, I have to say. You know, there is absolutely, well, there is quite a lot of swearing, actually. So it is very much over 18s. Uh, so, yes, uh, lots of swearing, lots of rudeness, and some innuendo. So we're trying to make sure that it's light-hearted, people enjoy it for what it is.
Um, but can I introduce you to King Longtail? Tell us about your character. Uh, well, I play the main villain. It's first time for me um, playing um, such a villainous role. It's um, very interesting. Um, I've obviously played like um, I was in the Christmas Panto um, with Robinson Crusoe, where I played Jasper Parrots. Um, so obviously, it's quite different going from such a beloved character. Well, sorry, not beloved, more annoying character to such a um, yeah an evil one, effectively. But also at the same time, quite funny. Um, so to keep that comedy role going. Of course, and you better introduce yourself. People who might recognise your voice and your characters, but you better introduce who you are. Yes, I'm Andrew, and I've um, been part of the um, Peel Pantaloons for about two years now. So how long have we been rehearsing, folks, and how long does this actually take the process? Um, well, you know, we've been rehearsing, ooh, five minutes. Uh, <laughs> at least, uh, at least a... Good start. At least four months. Just to clarify, whilst it's Peel Looney Pants, it's slightly separate from Peel Pantaloons. Pantaloons. Yeah, we want to make sure that we are slightly separate. We'll just go over here, right. Hi, I'm Heather Kane. I'm the Sultan of Brown Ring, and this is my... Not the Sultan of Brown Ring! Not the Sultan of Brown Ring. Yes, the Sultan of Brown Ring, and this is my first adult panto. Is it going to be your last? No. <laughs> so I'm what have you been enjoying about it? Everything. They're, they're a great bunch of people, and I've just loved being with them and, and having this experience with them. It's brilliant. Um, I'm Lisa Langton, and I play Alice Fitz Nicely. I was going to say, is this your first time? But that just even sounds even more... <laughs> uh, <is it? laughs> Have you done any of the uh, uh, pantos before, any acting? Yes, yeah, so I've been involved in Peel Pantaloons for quite a few years now, and I was as an, a little extra last year for the adult one as well, and I'm part of the committee for several years, so... Okay, so it's a happy balance, isn't it? The pantaloons for those, you know, for the proper Christmas and the traditional panto and all that. Yes, he is, no, he isn't. And then the loony pants for those who, yeah, slightly different time of year and uh, slightly, what should we say, fruitier delivery. Yeah, I think it's like, it's for us adults as well. We can then relax. We've had that busy period over Christmas focusing on the kids and putting on an amazing production for everyone. So this is sort of for us just to wind down and have a bit of fun. Um, with a good group of people. Uh, just give us those dates again then, Mark. Well, you've pulled this off with a diplom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, May the 13th and 14th, Friday and Saturday here at the Peel Centenary Centres. You can get the tickets online if you go on the Peel Centenary Centre website or uh, tickets.im, I think it is, or etickets.im. Um, but yes, come along and see us and uh, I don't think you'll ever do an interview like that again, will you, Howard? <laughs> And if you're broad-minded and like a laugh, you're not offended by adult humour and language, then Big Dick Whittington <clears throat> is on at the Peel Centenary Centre, 13th and 14th of May. Tickets available from the PCC website and other sites as well, as we heard. Now the kill's over for another year. The winner of the Blue Ribbon event, the Cleveland Medal, the wonderful Paul Costain. And what was a new format for the Cleveland this year? However, it was Paul's last time in the Cleveland, regardless of format, albeit he'd still be singing around the island. So let's celebrate his unique talent again, courtesy of the equally unique Mrs Gill Judith Lay. And here, Paul's winning performance.
Costanza.
Paul Costain, winner of the Cleveland Medal Test for this year. And he puts his heart and soul into his performance, doesn't he? He was accompanied there by Graham Kirkland. And after he'd received his medal, he paid full tribute to his music teacher, Mrs. Eleanor Shimon. He said, you know, it's really her medal. Gives her so much credit for all the help and support and encouragement that she gives him. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen at your leisure. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative, don't be too rude, and I'll see you next week. Cheerio.